science and survival by Barry Communer. There is considerable scientific disagreement about the medical hazards caused by the new pollutants such as DDT. Actually, we have risked these hazards before knowing about the harms they might do. In order to build atom bombs and kill mosquitoes, we have been led to the pollutants like strontium-90 and DDT, which will be harmful for the future generation. But science and technology cannot make progress unless it takes some such risks. But with the advancement of science and technology, one cannot risk to adopt a trial and error method to create something new. The new hazards are neither local nor brief, such as the air pollution, synthetic chemicals and radioactive pollutants can cost thousands of lives a very heavy price to pay. Excess of carbon dioxide from fuel combustion might cause floods. A single explosion in a nuclear power plant might kill thousands of people. Science has ignored its major duty of controlling human intervention into nature. The cost of solar heat by H.A. Beth in this essay argues that the use of solar heat on a large scale for power generation may prove extremely expensive. He suggests a proposal for generating power at a very reasonable price. According to him, it would be cheap and most practical to have a large field perhaps a mile on a side covered by mirrors which will reflect sunlight central boiler and that the mirrors would be run by automatic computers. The boiler would generate electricity in the traditional way. Beth says that three organizations are working on this kind of project. It is estimated that the cost will amount to $2,500 per installed kilowatt. On the other hand, installing nuclear fission reactors will cost only about $500 per kilowatt, so that solar power is roughly five times as expensive as nuclear power. He argues that this cost estimate may sound high, but it is a truth. He further explains that generating solar power may be not that easy because the sun shines for only part of the day. For instance, on a sunny winter day in the southern US, one square mile of focused mirrors is just enough to generate an average of 100 megawatts of electric power at a cost of about $250 million. To generate this amount, the full heat of the sun must be utilized whenever it shines. Comparatively, such a system would generate more heat during the noontime than in the morning, evening, or nighttime. Finally, the author sums up his essay, arguing that solar power is likely to remain extremely expensive. Pollution and Superpollution by Gordon Rutter Taylor According to the author, Gordon Rutter Taylor, pollution is now a worldwide problem. The photographs taken of the Earth's surface from Apollo 8 revealed that the most serious smog and polluted air concentrated over Osaka and Tokyo in Japan. These cities produced 34 tons of dirt a month on every square kilometer, compared with a mere 17 tons in New York. As a result of this pollution, many ships collide regularly or run aground because they cannot see each other's navigation signals. Traffic policemen have to inhale carbon monoxide while they stand on the road, so they go back to the police station after 4 hours on duty and 
breathe pure oxygen from cylinders. Due to the lack of sufficient oxygen in cafes and shopping centers, coin in the slot machines give oxygen to shoppers who feel themselves about to collapse. Likewise, in school, the children have to wear face masks while studying in their classroom. These all facts suggest that we are at a very critical situation. The effect of pollution has almost crippled our daily lives. Now, most people agree that environmental pollution has become a greater threat. We are not only polluting the environment with toxic gases, acids, metals, and other poisonous substances, but breaking the very source of our lives. Our activities have helped to trap heat and dust particles into the atmosphere. Similarly, we have cleared forests, destroyed many species of plants and animals. It is important to note that our atmosphere can accommodate only a certain limit of damage. We cannot imagine what happens beyond it. But if we dump large quantities of sewage, it kills the purifying bacteria and then the stream cannot purify it. This weakens and breaks down the ecological system which the writer calls as super pollution. Such collapse in natural system may be permanent and is called an ecological catastrophe, which is practically irreversible according to the writer. Man and Nature by J. Bronowski J. Bronowski starts the essay with a question, is man a machine or an individual being? He believes that man is a part of nature and makes this belief the starting point of his investigations. Although this viewpoint seems to be quite simple, is all educated persons all over the world accepted this theory in the latter half of the 20th century. People believed that man is a part of nature, as a stone, as a cactus, as a camel is, a part of the three broad categories animal, vegetables, and minerals. But this viewpoint has hurt the self-esteem of the Western man who believed that the man is unique of its kind. When he started to be categorized as animal, the western man is hurt, but he cannot oppose his, this truth. Giordano Bruno was born to a stake because he refused to give up his belief that our earth nor the man is the unique and the chosen one. According to the author, there is a hidden desire in man to declare himself greater than life and nature. He wanted to be seen and regarded as unique and immortal, larger than anything else. Finally, the central idea of Bronowski's argument throughout the essay is that man is a part of nature and he should remain so. Man and his environment, Robert Arville. Robert Arville in his essay entitled Man and his environment sheds light on how man himself is responsible in destroying the environment. He argues that we can still improve the quality of the environment provided we have good perception, education, economic strength, research, policies, administration geared to the right aims, constant judgment and adjustment. Arville believes that our new discoveries will bring new problems as Goethe once said, every solution of a problem is a new problem. The first step towards environment improvement according to the writer is the capacity to perceive the essentials of society's existence. To be able to analyze the factors that create and enhance the environment and to relate this to the contemporary situation, people must be made aware of the importance and necessity of preserving the Earth's environment if we are to live healthy and happy life. We have in fact limited knowledge regarding the physical environment, but the writer feels that 
with a limited knowledge man has we can still bridge a healthy relationship with the environment the central idea of the text is that man should always remember that he is a part of nature and he can also alter it for good or worse it simply means that man's conscious and careful actions may lead to better results while bad actions may bring negative effects on other living creatures like birds insects animals etc man has achieved vast power with his limited tools and knowledge now what is man going to do with the knowledge he has the writer argues that man has not only created good things like better food clothing housing and hygiene for millions but also contaminated the land air rivers and sea and eliminated much wildlife now he has realized that his earlier actions were not so wise he could have done much better by putting little harm to the environment so man needs to adopt more creative and sustainable approaches that helps support all species living on the earth finally the author concludes his essay wittily by suggesting the readers to finding out some alternatives to using all resources and realize their shortcomings which may help the public decide which new products should be manufactured